with starting lineups for your Denver Nuggets. Dead center. Nikola Jokic, number 15 position. Whatever you want me to do, school. Uh, Harvard. Alright, who opened a beer? <laughs> Alright, welcome to the Hard Pick Mining Show. So, uh, interesting week in uh, the Nuggets. Played a couple of the games this week. Uh, ended up two and one. So Nuggets ended up turning up with a winning record this week from the last time we talked to everyone. But before we get into things, uh, uh, this is Mike P. We've got the rest of the crew. We've got a full uh, five-team lineup tonight <laughs> with Rex Sieber, Andrew, and Bush. Uh, so we've got a oh, full what? team. No, no positions. Come on. I thought about that. <laughs> We play. We, who's your number we one? We play a hybrid style here, Rex. Uh, we don't play positions on this podcast. Positionless oh. basketball. <laughs> you mean I don't get stuck at the five because I'm the only one over six one? Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. I'm over six one. I'm six two. I don't know what you're okay, talking about. That, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sieber. All right, everybody, say how much I'm they weigh now. I'm the only one over six one and 180 pounds. <laughs> Uh, that's that's fine. Me and Bull Bull, we, we about the same, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, before before we get into the recap of the week, uh, it was exciting uh, week in sports, exciting night in sports, and I thought uh, to give a little shout out to our resident Bills fan, we'd give him a minute or two here to give his reaction to the game on Saturday night and uh, see how he's feeling uh, about. The first time for the Bills to make the AFC uh, championship game since 1994. So, Mr. Sieber. 94? <laughs> Actually, it was 1993, but thank you for giving us an extra year. Oh, the ni- 93 season. 93 season, 94, 94 playoffs. So, uh, on, on a scale from uh, from 0 to 10, breaking <laughs> broken folding tables, how excited are you right now? Uh, it's weird. You know, I feel like it's been so long that I don't even want to get excited because there's like so much letdown that could happen. No, uh, pretty excited overall. Uh, got off the phone with my dad right before this podcast. He was, um, as I was telling the guys, super nervous and was on his uh, stationary bike trying to exercise out the scariest during the second half of the game. He, he was clipped in in everything. Um, but uh, huge win for the Bills. Uh, oh, yeah. They needed some help from Lamar throwing a massive pick six at the end of the third oh, quarter. Some What a swing. Some missed field goals. Uh, <laughs> some some drunk Western New Yorkers yelling uh, as best they can without wearing masks. Uh, it was so a great like 67,000 people, you know, that the announcers <laughs> were saying. Yeah, each each Bills fan counts as 10 uh, is the way that they're thinking about it. It's like uh, the like uh, the 300, right? You know, three, three, 300 <laughs> right. Greeks uh, against a uh, million Persians, and that's what they needed tonight. Wow, Buffalo, New York, getting a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Xerxes and Lamar Jackson had uh, no chance against the Bills this evening. <laughs> I, I will say I was, uh, personally, um, I was relegated to the basement by my wife because I was too loud, and five minutes into the first quarter, I had one of my first parental uh, regrets, uh, well, not my first, one of many parental <laughs> regrets, but a, a huge step in my relationship with my daughter. She was watching her shows on her tablet, and I uh, I said shit 
and it was the first time <laughs> ever my daughter repeated a curse word back to me that I had said. She hadn't wow. said anything for 15 minutes. And I said, shit. And she said, shit. And my wife looked at me like, oh, God, we're in trouble. And I thought that's when the Bills were going to lose at that moment. My my daughter became self-aware, and the Bills were going to lose, and it was going to all be over. So, that, What was the play? It actually well, just made her a better Bills fan. I don't even know what the play was. It was probably just a random incomplete that I said shit on, and she, she went for it. But got to say, huge win for the Bills cheering for our Lake Erie brethren tomorrow. Let's go Browns. I want nothing to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's Makes keep sense. the game in Western New York. That's all I care about. Love it. Love That's it. awesome. That's awesome. Now, uh, uh, we're all rooting for the Bills. Uh, I think all of us here are Colorado natives, and so uh, we generally root for Colorado teams. But uh, having one of our own be a Bills fan and them to be in the playoffs, I feel like we're all behind the team here. So let's hope they pull this thing out because there's, the Bills Mafia is a hell of a uh, thing to watch. So. <laughs> Well, I got to say that the one last comment is uh, the last time uh, the Bills uh, made it to the divisional round, they lost to Neil O'Donnell. Uh, so I'd imagine the quarterback play has gone up a little bit since then. So hoping the Bills defense the can keep it. No, it was the the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, back in right. ninety back the ninety five season ninety six playoffs was the last time the Bills were in the divisional round. The last time they went to the AFC Championship was the last year they went to the Super Bowl. So uh, that was Jim Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in third or fourth grade, last time they went this far. Is that right? Uh, the, uh, we were in second grade the last time that <laughs> yes. they went this far. Uh, I had not met any of you yet. Uh, I hadn't met Andrew Abrams yet. So uh, that's how Your long it's been. Life was better. I understand. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's Andrew Abrams' fault the Bills haven't been to the Super Bowl uh, since I met him. So it's it's uh, putting it all on him. I mean, they've been the best money maker this whole season. Oh, interesting! Well, that that was a, a good kind of recap of uh, the Bills game. Saber, good luck. Uh, one of the things I, I want to talk about, getting back to the kind of the Nuggets, is kind of the recap of the week here. Uh, Nuggets played uh, three games this week, as uh, we were indicating, they were two and one on the week. Uh, one against the New York Knicks on last Sunday night, lost to the Brooklyn Nets, and then one again to the Golden State Warriors. I, I think unless anyone wants to really get into it, I'm going to uh, ignore the Knicks game for this week. Uh, the Knicks are, are fairly weak. I know we gave them some props at the end of the podcast last week, but... Uh, at the end of the day, they really didn't show up, and it really was kind of a weak game. So getting into it, uh, the Nets game was a fun game to watch. Uh, we unfortunately did not come away with the wind, uh, but wanted to throw it out to the group here. KD is good. That's basically <laughs> the main takeaway from that game. Yeah, the interesting thing about that game was uh, the, the Nuggets kind of uh, led the charge for the most part, but KD down the stretch, holy shit, that guy, fourth quarter, you can't stop him. I mean, he's he's lanky, he's big, he can score. We got nothing to stop him. Um, <laughs> scares me, really, honestly, for the playoffs uh, to have any sort of defensive presence against a, play, against a player like that. 
Do you think that the team that beat in the well, East? What it shows you is that the Nuggets have yet to play 48 straight minutes. They completely shit the bed in the third quarter, and that's where if you leave it up to Katie in the fourth with five minutes left, you're going to lose every time. So we can't guard a big wing player, which KD is one, LeBron's another, Kawhi's another. So I think until we can figure out how to guard someone like that, we're going to be in trouble. I'm not sure we're ever going to be able to figure out how to guard someone like that, though. Then we might be in trouble. Right, right. That's why those are the the three best players in the world you just named. Uh, Jokic. <laughs> the three best uh, non centers. Good recovery. <laughs> Thanks. No, but I, I, Andrew, your point though about us like shitting the bed is is a big one there though, right? Like, how much were we up at halftime in that game? Like, yeah, I want to say we're up fifteen. You know, like that third quarter kills us, and if we if we don't give it all back as bad as we did at the end of the third, going into the fourth, you know, Katie still cooks us, but maybe we have more breathing room on that, you know. But you're right. I don't think we're ever going to be able to guard them. Um, right now the way that way that we're structured which is a little scary for us i think yeah that that game definitely um made us feel like uh we we got to get better defensively you know uh, green has actually been really good for us but he's he's not going to card one of those guys um which has made it quite difficult but when we switched kind of gears a little bit to the warriors game uh i thought that was a really positive kind of turnaround uh in the backdrop of the Brooklyn Nets kind of loss there that we played against a team that ultimately is kind of uh, going to be bottom out of the playoffs type of a Warriors team. But, you know, Steph Curry has been playing really well lately, but ultimately they do not have a, as good of a team, but we had a good, good comeback there. So I don't know how you guys feel about our win against the Warriors, but it felt like it definitely was a bounce back game for us. I, I thought it was huge for, the, the fact that it was a national game that the Nuggets never show up for, and they, I mean, Curry still had 39 points, but it was never a, oh, oh shit, we're afraid of him kind of feeling that we've had against the Warriors for, you know, six years. Well, I think it's it, it, like that that game, you know, looking at like how we continue to kind of press, um, especially on the on the backside of that game, um, even though Curry was like doing what he wanted to do on the Curry side of the ball, we still figured out ways to to get buckets. Um, was was huge, and we we kept kept rolling. Um, I don't feel like we let our foot off the gas as much as we did in that Brooklyn game, and maybe it was because we were home. We felt a little more comfortable, but it was uh, it was nice to see them continue just to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Definitely the best game of the season so far for the Nugs, I think. Yeah, interestingly enough, yeah. Um, we were able to uh, actually uh, score pretty well in that game, but Curry was still able to cook. I mean, they were about 38% from the three-point line, um, which is pretty decent for them. We were only about 29%, so we weren't shooting it from three, but our defense was good. Uh, overall, I think that's the best I've seen us play against Golden State in a long time. Andrew, do you think the no, Warriors are making the playoffs? I think they could be an eight. They're they're not a good team. Like they they're young, and I mean Draymond Green is awful. So I mean we definitely won the battle of the Greens that game. But Draymond Green had one point 
and five turnovers. Like, we should have completely blown them out. We won by 10, which was decent. But, I mean, this was really the story of the Greens. And Jamichael Green came in, had 15 points, nine rebounds, brought energy. And he's the guy who really carried us, which is why he had the biggest plus minus of plus 12 in that game. So I didn't think it was that great of a game. I just think it was great that, like, we've seen since he started to play, which those first few games he didn't and we lost, that that's where our improvement has started to happen. I think the story of the green should be your epic civil war novel that you write, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> no, I totally agree. I, to- I totally agree with you on that one. It was a great game by Jamichael. Did do you feel like Draymond Green was personally attacking you when he said that uh, people don't understand the game of basketball like he does earlier this week in his press conference? He's attacking all of us, Steve. We're all blog boys. My favorite thing about Draymond Green is the fact that his mom went on record just to talk crap to his own center. So I still love him. He's like, you know, he's a grinder, but he just apparently lost a step. I mean, he kind of makes me feel better about where Millisap's at because somehow Millisap is now like more valuable than Draymond Green. Millisap just keeps raining those threes, man. 45% on the year. I mean, to his credit, he's like acknowledging he's becoming an older player and he needs to change his game and he's doing it. Yep. He's doing he's doing more and more like the the crafty veteran moves of like getting guys up and taking two steps in for an easy layup and it's it's super fun to watch especially in like the Golden State game where the the other guys the whole other team's 21 years old and he's he gets to be the big old guy in the court. Yeah, if you look at like some of our advanced stats, like Millsap actually has like our highest or second highest like true shooting, um, like uh, uh, points added by overall shooting for adjusted for true shot attempts behind Nikola Jokic. He's number two on the team. Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely interesting. Glad we got we got the win. All right, who opened a beer? <laughs> <laughs> I at least muted my, I, I muted my Dude. mic when I opened mine. <laughs> I don't have a mute button, so you know we'll just <laughs> just roll. That's called foley work, Mike. Okay, all right. Um, well, interesting week for the Nuggets. Um, thought they they turned it around there. Uh, we'll we'll keep moving ahead here a little bit. Uh, I, I think we got a couple of fun segments coming up here. Uh, we last week uh, did a couple of things. We're going to keep trying some, some new things, uh, kind of see what feels good. So uh, last week we had Bush's overreaction. We are flipping the script on that and calling it Denver in the weeds. So Bush, give us a little heads up <laughs> on what you feel like we need to get into the weeds on. Nice. Thanks, Mike. Seaver kind of set the table for me. Brought in some analytics. I'm going to go nerd out here and uh, give all the Nuggets fans out there kind of a little bit of reason for optimism. So, you know, I think we all feel pretty confident the Nuggets aren't really uh, six and six start isn't exactly what we were hoping for on the year, but I think we're playing better than what our record actually shows. Um, you know, if you look at points per possession scored versus allowed, so the differential there, we're, we're outscoring teams by about 3.8 points, which is good for 11th. Compared, uh, compared to last year when we were actually 12th in the regular season. So even though we're 6-6, six and six, you know, we are able to uh, – I, I think we, we have some upside here, hopefully uh, going forward. And I dug into the offense and defense a little bit more. Um, the offense is clicking. You know, we're fourth overall 
Uh, and the only two players in our top eight, Barton and Dozier, are the only two guys that aren't scoring more efficiently than they were last year. So everybody else is actually playing pretty pretty efficient, uh, solid offensive basketball, which is, you know, kind of what the Jokic Nuggets are all, the, the bread and butter of the Jokic Nuggets have always been about. The, the catch side of that is always our defense, right? So our defense is 22nd so far this year versus 15th last year. But there are a couple signs of hope. Um, and, you know, from an analytics standpoint, we're, we're playing a little bit smarter defense. We're, get, we're allowing fewer shots at the rim, and we're also allowing fewer threes. Uh, so we're forcing more mid-range. So that's what we want. The problem is when teams are getting into the hoop, they are just lighting us up. 70%, they, when teams get to the rim, they're shooting 70%. That's good for dead last in the entire NBA. So obviously with Jokic, you know, our rim protection is never going to be uh, a strong suit. Um, but dead last by quite a bit, that hurts. The good news is teams are, well, good news maybe if it comes back to earth a little bit. Right now, teams are knocking down 39.5% of their threes against us. Uh, versus like the league average around 36 and a half. So we are 28th in terms of uh, uh, shot accuracy. And these are all from Cleaning the Glass, which is a website that is amazing out there for all you nerdy basketball fans like myself. So assuming that, you know, teams start to cool off a little bit, that comes back to earth. If we can get a little bit better at our rim protection, you know, even if it's not 70% and it's 68 or 67%, I think our defense can get better. So hopefully the offense keeps clicking and our defense, you know, we at least get back to where we were last year. And I think our record by the end of the year is going to be looking a lot better. So Bush, you, you said that the only two players that aren't as efficient as they were last year are Barton and Dozier. And, yeah. and so if like Barton obviously in the bubble hurt and Dozier, like how many minutes was he even playing for this to even like consider efficiency, right? Like that's a great sign for the Nuggets offensively, right? Yeah, exactly. And what's interesting about Barton is, you know, he's actually making more threes. He's shooting almost 40% from three where last year he was like 37, 38%. What has really fallen off, and I think we can all see it, right, is, you know, his two-point, especially at the rim, has just his percentage at the rim has just cratered. And I think, you know, he still doesn't look – exactly as explosive and healthy as he has been in the past. So if he can get back into shape and keep knocking down the three ball um, at the rate that he's been doing, then, you know, his offensive efficiency should really uh, get better. Dozier, I am a little worried about, I, I don't know. He's just trying to do too much in my mind. Maybe he gets back to being a little bit more efficient, um, but he's definitely getting way more playing time this year. So maybe we're just seeing some growing pains there. But I was really surprised to see, like, Gary Harris's offensive efficiency numbers were higher than last year quite dramatically. Murray's are a lot higher, which surprised me, obviously, on lower usage, though. So the offense is looking really solid, and I bet we finish in the top three at least. Right now we're sitting at four. Um Question is, what, what what can we do with our defense? And maybe we play Jermichael Green a little bit more, and that helps. Do you, do you know what the math is if we're giving up 70% of the buckets at the rim? If you equate it to a three-point shot, what the efficiency is, it's like 46%. So people are just going to keep attacking us. It's nuts. Right. I mean, so, but how 
realistically, how do the Nuggets improve? You can't ask Jokic to do more, especially if he's playing with, you know, four guards. See, and I think that's that's the stat that we're really seeing, you know, not having Plumlee, Craig, and Jeremy Grant, right? Like, at the very least, those guys right. protected the rim a little bit better. Last year, we were giving up like 65% at the rim, which was still, you know, bottom third in the league. But we are by far and away the worst team at giving shots at the rim. So I don't – I think the solution is we just got to keep them away as much as possible. We are doing that better this year. We're forcing way more mid-range shots because we just don't have the personnel to ever really defend at the rim um, with this team. Like, Michael Green doesn't get blocks. Jokic doesn't really get blocks. Um, Millsap can't get up anymore. So I, I feel like this is going to be the Achilles heel for the team just as the way it's constructed. But, you know, we start limiting guys, continue uh, to limit how often they get to the hoop. That's our best bet, I think. Or trade. I, realistically, <laughs> the only way that that improves dramatically would be MPJ figuring it out. Oh, that's a good call. That he's I, he's I always got the athleticism. Uh, or bol bol getting the minutes but he he's got a long way to go before he figures it out yeah in theory i think mpj could be you know he could definitely be a rim protector if he uh if he decided he wanted to maybe that's what he's doing in quarantine he's just (laughs) like adding 10 pounds well that's a good point though i mean uh uh bush you you gave gave us a lot of stats there i thought Um, you'd like that mike that was hot. I, I, I was feeling that shit. <laughs> hot. A um, couple of things uh, I wanted to point out there, though, um, is basically what you're saying is our offense is better than it was last year. Our defense is significantly worse uh, than it was last year. Um, basically, our offense is 11th versus 12th, um, kind of in terms of uh, what you were saying. Uh, and then the defense has uh, gone from 15th to 22nd uh, in some of the rankings. And so here's what I'm kind of thinking about here is that some of the Western Conference teams that we're going to face in the playoffs, um, the biggest thing that you noted there was that we're protecting the three, but we're, we're getting destroyed at the rim. So if we're facing a couple of these teams like the Lakers, who have Anthony Davis, uh, uh, who is going to defend him and how are we going to block something like that? Hartenstein is going to have six fouls in 15 minutes in every game. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Oh, in, in six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you think, Andrew? I mean, I think Millisap can guard AD and did a fantastic job at that. It's our wings. Our wings have been playing like Matador Olay defense, right? Like someone runs and they just <laughs> put the carpet up and let him go right by. So Jokic's defense has actually been like pretty great. But like without the athleticism of Jeremy Grant behind him, there's no one to really stop him. So even like Jamichael Green coming in and filling some form of that role, he's a good defender. He's just not as athletic. Bull Bull is not a solution just because he's seven four. Doesn't mean he knows how to play any defense. What did work, <laughs> which was hilarious in the Golden State game, was that like because Draymond Green is so bad at offense now, they just let Bull Bull literally just like roam around and put his arms up. And that was the most efficient I've seen him use, but against a team that can actually use all five of their players. Like MPJ is gonna hopefully have to figure out how to have some weak side help. And like Gary Harris and Will Barton are gonna have to stop letting guys run right past them. Yeah, we gotta stop them before they get to the rim. Because at the rim, we just we don't have the personnel, so we have to, you know, 
in their way, like Andrew's saying, a little bit better than we have been. But I'm actually surprised by how much when digging under, you know, under the hood here at the stats, like we are allowing the eighth fewest percent of shots at the rim um, of any team this year, which really surprised me because I feel like the same thing that Andrew was saying, that the guards have just been allowing everybody to blow by them. But um, the data doesn't totally vet that out, surprisingly. We just let all the all of them go in. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, they just dunk all over us when they are there. So wait, Andrew. So 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 you're saying you don't think Bull Bull should get more playtime? I'm saying, well, no, that he shouldn't get more playtime. And when he does, like he does not know what he's doing on defense. I do think he actually did a better job with the starters because he knew his role, which was to pass the ball when he got it. But whenever he's with the second unit, he all of a sudden thinks he's the all-star out there and starts shooting it a whole bunch, which he doesn't shoot a bad field goal percentage, but he just gets so lost on defense that he's a liability. And, and teams already target MPJ. So like, I don't understand how a rotation can work if you have two guys or even three guys out there that are just targeted by everyone um and faku is a big liability on defense mpj is and bull bull is and so like come playoff time in my mind only one of those guys can play at a time so, so are we the early 2000 suns i mean is is that who we are just set, <laughs> it's just we're just gonna outscore everybody right we're yeah. just gonna we're just gonna score yeah. as much as we possibly can but not in seven seconds or less though mike we're gonna be Jokic can't run he's in better shape but he can't run that fast <laughs> yeah, we have more, we've we've got way more stamina. Well, but it just sort of feels like we're we're kind of built like an offensive team. We don't have defense. Uh, I I mean, when we looked at the playoffs this year, it really felt like a defensive team that shuts it down in the half court. I, I know that's an old cliche, and I know that that's kind of what people uh, go to, but it really does seem like that's what hurt us this uh, past year. And I feel like we're less set up this year. To affect anything like that again so it seems like the playoffs are going to be tough i think we can outscore any team except for the lakers like consistently maybe the clippers but i don't know i i feel confident just probably overly confident based on what we did in the playoffs last year the lakers are you know a little bit of a juggernaut so they're going to be tough for anybody to match up against but any other team in the west i think we can consistently out outscore um especially in the half court when things slow down in the playoffs, just because of how good Jokic is at you know, shooting the ball and, and how dominant he's been and just kind of running the show. But, you know, so maybe defense only matters against the Lakers, which would suck if we lost them again. But I don't know. I don't feel like all offense is actually that bad for us. Uh, that's that, that's a, a good enough segue uh, for the uh, – I. I told you that I was going to make Eric uh, describe the situation where Jokic wins the MVP. What is it? What's it going to take? So I think it it takes, we got to finish second in the West and he's got to average a triple double. And I actually think even if he does that this year, they won't give it to him. And so he's got to have to do it next year again. And then, then he'll really, I actually, I, I don't know if there's any way he will get it this year, unless maybe, maybe if he leaves the league in assists, I think he'd be the first center since Wilt to ever do that. 
And so maybe that that's the narrative. But um, yeah, to, to me, it's more of less the triple double average and more that he leads a league in assists. Mm-hmm. I think that's harder to overlook from the sports writer perspective. Do you think it's what? second? Do you think it's second or top three? I think it's top three, right? Like you've got the Clippers and the Lakers. And if the Nuggets finish third again, like, and, and he's triple double and assists, LeBron, you know, backside of the career, you know, maybe gets the, the one last one. Like, would it be anybody on the Clippers? And they're not going to give it to Giannis again, right? No, but, but I bet KD maybe with a bounce back year. Maybe not now with Harden. Who knows what his stats will look like. I kind of feel like KD might be the dark horse. I think probably before today's game where Harden, what, had at least 14 assists, that's when I stopped paying attention to the game. Like through, He almost had a quadruple-double yeah. with uh, nine turnovers, just one more, and he would have uh, finished with a quadruple-double. <laughs> but Luka Doncic is oh, yeah. also... He's like the betting I'm, I'm a little worried that he might steal some Jokic votes because for some reason, I'm sure media writers see two white foreign guys and they confuse them. And even though Jokic is definitely more important to the team than Doncic, like they're going to probably take um, points away from each oh, other. I completely agree, Andrew. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, people love Luca just because of who he was when he got drafted, uh, what he did in the playoffs last year, just who he is. And I, he is an amazing player, but I, I think he's going to steal some votes from Jokic that he should otherwise have. I, I think that's completely unfair. So Rex is right, though, that if Jokic leads the league in assists. That probably is like the most important case for, and, and the Nuggets are good, obviously. That that actually is a pretty big deal given that he's a center. Do you think it's different given like you know the Russ Westbrook season when he averaged the triple double was like the first time it had happened in in forever, but it like felt like stat chasing a little bit. Like I, I don't get the same vibe with Jokic. No, not at all. Yeah, it seems way more like organic how he's coming about it. Super, how many more kids would you have to have before you could name uh, your child Nicola? <laughs> how many? <laughs> yeah, uh, like three, well, four. Well, the next one. Like which one? The next one's definitely being named Jared. Well, I think I, I think I'd have a better shot <laughs> if it was a girl and I was Nicole and I made her middle name with an A. And then that way, oh. it could be Nicole A. Sieber. Uh, that Amazing. way, I that's, get it there. That's brilliant. Um, yeah. I hope. I really hope your wife isn't listening. Oh, oh, we know. There's no way she's going to listen to this. <laughs> I I told her this is. I told her this is what I was doing after the Bills game, and she goes, "Awesome." So. Um, <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. No, uh, a quarantine has uh, told me one thing, and it's uh, we are not having three children. So, uh. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, that was an extended uh, Denver in the Woods uh, segment. But uh, so Rex, I thought it was the weeds. The weeds. <laughs> you know what? We're in the mountains. Yeah, well, I like the I like, I the, like woods. the woods. I like the woods. I think woods. Think about, well, I like the tumbleweeds of Denver. <laughs> but I was also the thinking the weeds, like like weed, like there's legalized marijuana. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. nice. All right, <laughs> Rex, you got some questions. Fire away. Ooh, ooh, yes. Okay. Um. So, 
I I want to do a segment called Go On Record. I I'm going to throw out three questions to everybody, and uh, we're going to make some notes of the answers, and then we are going to check back in next week or whenever they come to fruition. And we don't need to keep score or anything. Um, okay, question number one: Who, which of these Nuggets players is going to be the first? to five minutes of playing time. Uh, <laughs> Zeke, he had four minutes at the Knicks. Uh, Marcus Howard had three minutes at the Knicks. RJ Hampton had five minutes at the 76ers. Or MPJ. <laughs> so who's going to hit five minutes sooner? Who, yeah, who's the next player of those four that's going to hit Ooh, five minutes I'm of playing time? MPJ. Well, he's not coming back for like another like week and a half, I so I think you're I off know. on that one. Wow. I know. I I I think I'm I'm with Bush. I'm going MPJ. I don't I don't think anyone else is gonna play. I'm with uh I mean Malone famously hates playing rookies, but if there's a garbage time yeah, situation, yeah. uh you know, somebody really needs some help. I, I like I like Is this five minutes in one game or just a cumulative of five minutes who hits it first? Has to log five minutes in one game. Oh, okay. I, I want R.J. Hampton plus a dunk. That he's going to also get a dunk? Yes. Five minutes plus okay. a dunk. All right. I'm, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go with Zeke. Okay. Najee, and here's why. Because at some point, Millisap is going to need a day rest, hopefully in the next 10 days, and we don't have any other power forwards. And you just really want to see him play. It's also Hail Mary because I don't – think he's gonna get in the game (laughs) ever because that's great that's the way you bet high odds uh mike didn't weigh in i needed mike and yeah i agree with me mike and an error i was mpj i was yeah i was mpj oh mpj okay also you guys clearly haven't been paying attention and mpj is supposed to come back this week so just fyi all right fine mpj okay what what happens first faku gets a haircut because he clearly needs one or Jokic shaves his beard because he really needs to. Faku <laughs> gets a haircut. His beard reminds me of something that Seaver would grow. All right. First off, okay. I've got a phenomenal mustache. <laughs> Second, I think it's Jokic, a.k.a. the Cookie yeah. Monster. Uh, <laughs> cookie Monster. Is, is going to shave that beard because he's married now? Yeah. Did you guys hear that? The pod, what? the uh, uh, TNT yeah, last this summer night. or whatever in the off season. Yeah, wow. I had no idea. Get on the hoop side. Man, I'm off. Uh, I'm with Siebert, Jokic with the beard because he usually doesn't grow it too long. Um, it's usually pretty nasty, and then eventually he shaves it. I just texted. I just texted you all a photo of my mustache. It's a glorious mustache. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Put that on. Oh the Jesus! Wow! Look at that. Oh, we we're gonna have to start an Instagram account <laughs> just for this. That'll be the only thing we ever yeah. have. Nope, that's gonna be the new. <laughs> that's gonna be the new icon for the podcast. Done. <laughs> Rex, I agree. I think it's Faku. Seabra, I don't even know what to do with this. He's going to Wancho's Barber. Who's Wancho's Barber? I don't know, but, you know, it probably talked about it at some point. All right. Uh, <laughs> wrap it up. Th- this week, um, 
to tomorrow it's Utah, Tuesday's OKC, and then two at Phoenix. Um, what is the win-loss, and then what's the storyline? Who steps up, who stumbles? And the schedule again? It's Utah at home, OKC at home, and then two at Phoenix Friday, Saturday. I think it's 2-2 two, two is, is my guess, and I think we, we win the first two, lose the second two at Phoenix, because Phoenix always gets our number. And and Chris Paul is going to figure out how to beat us the last two games of the week. Any storyline? Who who gets their shit together and who falls apart? Oh, shit together, who falls apart. Um, I, I don't know that anybody... I, I think the... Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know that I actually have an opinion on that one. I just feel like the Suns are, are kryptonite a little bit. And we're going to go down there, we're going to play two in a row, and it's going to come back, and we're going to lose two tough ones to them, but we're going to look good in the first part of the week. So, Sebra, your stance is two and two with no strong opinions, <laughs> and you really put yourself I'm out there. Sons, obviously. That's what it is. My, my opinion is pro-sons. All right. I don't even think I can concentrate right now. The text messages are from <laughs> Mike and Sieber, and your mustaches feels like you need to go back into the Nintendo game system. So, so I'm, recycling, um, I'm recycling a joke here, but I asked Mike what it was like to storm the Capitol with that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I asked Tori uh, today if I should grow the mustache, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It was pretty solid. I think I need to get bring that thing back. I mean, it was good mustache. Yeah. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my, my hot take is Bol Bol plays more than 10 minutes in one of those four games um, and racks up two threes and a couple of rebounds, maybe a block and a steal. The guy's going to be all over the place. Malone's going to want to play him. He's going to be a bigger part of our regular season. That is my hot take for these next four games. Uh, I like New York Mike. New York Mike coming out. <laughs> Coming in hot. I'm going Nuggets go 3-1, and one, and Jokic just keeps dominating, and Chris Paul and Faku almost get into a fight. Ooh, I like that one. Good segment. I like that one, Rex. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, well, the last kind of little segment we got here is uh, Andrew's Game Ball of the Week. Uh, last week, uh, he gave you some advice that turned out to be not great. So let's see if he can redeem himself this week. <laughs> I'm going to be Andrew's official oh, scorekeeper. He's own one on the podcast. Yeah, you see what I did there? Um, yes. So bets of the week. So Popovich has to get fired after me betting on him and him just apparently not being as good of a coach as I want. So we're going to take the nice and easy bet with the Jazz and go with should we take the Nuggets who are favored by a point and a half? Um, and then over under at 220 points. I think the biggest benefit to the Nuggets in this game is Joe Ingles is out. So um, the Nuggets are averaging 116 points a game, 116.3. Jazz are at 110.7. But the points against is uh, the Jazz allow a little over 105 points and the Nuggets allow a little over 112. So it does kind of balance out. But... Clearly a no-brainer. We're going to take the Nuggets in this game and the over because I think Murray's going to come out firing and it's going to be a high-scoring affair. 
And that should think, be the name you, of the podcast. Do you think there's residual Murray versus Mitchell stuff, Andrew? I I think they've got to be our new rivals, and there absolutely is. I mean, both these guys have just like fantastic swag, and will be going at each other. Um, and they're great young players, so it should be fun to watch. Hopefully, for a very long time. Interesting that the Jazz like doubled down on the Rudy Gobert thing. Like they gave him a ton of money, a ton of money. I think once he saved our nation by being the first professional athlete to uh, get COVID and give it to the rest of the NBA, they had to give him more money. Do, uh, do you mind expanding on saved our nation? Yeah, that's the first time I've heard that one. I get it, though. I'm like the actual bubble stuff when it came to the NBA and like people paid attention to it at least. But the uh, I just I'm, – I'm curious like the, like the jazz like – I feel like they're like nuggets a little bit in some regard when it, and this is obviously like a broader topic, but um, like they're not a destination. Do you think it's like they've got Gobert, they've got Mitchell, we're just, we're going to grab these guys and hold on to them as long as they can? Because I feel like the Gobert pieces, you know, they look at like Jokic and him in the playoffs. I feel like Jokic was dominant against Gobert in the playoffs last year. Joker's going to do the same thing he did during the playoffs is bring him out to the three-point line. Andrew, I don't know if there's a bet for uh, how many three-pointers Joker's just going to take in a game, but we should take the over on that as well. I think that's a great call. I, I got to disagree a little bit with your over bet here, Andrew. I, I, so I've been uh, betting the overs on the last several games for the Nuggets, and I don't know if Vegas has figured it out or I just have no idea what I'm doing. But I have yet to hit one of those. Uh, so maybe this is the game, but it seems like they've gotten better uh, than they had during the bubble. It seems like during the bubble, uh, we were hitting overs on a regular basis. And it seems like at this point in time, the under seems like a better bet. So um, I'm going to go opposite of you. I agree with the spread. I'm going to go with the under. You're going to go with the over. We'll uh, recap next week and kind of <laughs> see where we all come out. I do think when you're bend these though, it's all about the hedge too. So like if you go a certain direction and then you're kind of feeling like that momentum shifting, you can easily make that halftime switch and kind of like hedge your bets a little bit. Oh yeah. No, I love I love the in-game betting that you're allowed to do now. Uh where you kind of feel like, all right, halftime we're at, you know, 110, 120 points. You kind of sort of feel like, okay, the thing's switching on me. Um, let me go with the over on this or let me let me grab a couple of you know in-game props i feel like it can definitely help you recover from what would otherwise be a bad bet in the beginning how do you feel about that gold state game because it felt like it was like like gonna be way over and then all of a sudden it just like petered out yeah the first quarter felt like it was hot the second quarter was cold the third quarter was hot and then the fourth quarter nothing happened um and so it was sort of one of these games where it was up down up down and I, I was... Oh. A, B, A, B, left, right, left, right, center. It was, yeah. a, it was a hot left, right, center. <laughs> and I felt like we were going we to hit that over. And then as soon as the Nuggets uh, went up big with, uh, I don't know, it was a couple of minutes left in the game there, and we didn't see uh, any of the kind of starters kind of sticking around for Golden State, it, it felt like there was no way we were going to hit that over. So it was, it was extremely disappointing. Right. Didn't you need Jokic to hit one more shot? He needed to hit a three for us to get the uh, plus 25 uh, bet. And then uh, we were short on the over on our, our three-team parlay. So it, it, was a, it was a rough one for the team. 
uh, this weekend. <laughs> Mike, do you think it's because you don't know what you're doing or Vegas figured it out? Definitely I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I... <laughs> I've, I, I, I bet an hour before the game, send you guys texts, some people respond, and then I just go with my gut, and so far it's been horrible. So that's why Andrew runs Gambling Corner. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've been doing this for over a year and are a net positive, so I'm going to call that a huge win. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, I, uh, next week we got a, a four-game stand, as Rex was saying. Uh, two home, two away. Uh, game against the Jazz on Sunday. Thunder on Tuesday. Uh, Suns on Friday, and then on Saturday. So kind of two uh, back-to-backs away with the Suns. Uh, I, folks kind of gave their parting thoughts on some of these games. Uh, any other kind of input anybody has on what we think is going to happen in the last four games before we get to next week? Uh, anything we need to circle back with? The Nuggets are 6-6 six and six and two games out of third place in the West. There's time. There's time. I'm with Bush on this one. Oh. There's time. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to catch the Lakers. Who cares? Uh, but everybody's right in the middle. There's... There's plenty of time on all of this. I, I don't see any any reason to, to stress at all. We're going to pause for a second here for uh, our presenting sponsor, the Abrams Menem Group. So you may have seen the photos of Harden, 30 pounds overweight with Houston, and then all of a sudden with the Nets, he dropped all of the weight. Well, Harden and I see the same nutritionist, Tori, at the Everyday Yum, is the best nutritionist, <laughs> nutritionist out there. If you want to feel healthy, look healthy and get challenged then Tori is your go-to person check her out on Instagram and Facebook alright that, that was the Abrams Momentum Group plugging the Everyday Yum his uh, Everyday Nutritionist Everyday Yum you can find her at the Everyday Yum on Instagram on Facebook and on the website hey Mike I got a, re- re- Mike, I got a question for you can you give a testimonial real fast how's your gluten free diet going yeah t- tell us about your glutes well, those were two different questions. <laughs> Both are legitimate. What's your seltzer intake these uh, days? Well, my my uh, my diet right now is uh, gluten free, dairy free, uh, sugar free. Uh, I've lost a pound in four days, which is a lot for me. Uh, we we've been going through a cleanse, and I'm cleaner and healthier than I've ever been. Look at the energy I've got. Are you also are you are are you also meaner? <laughs> yes, I, 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 uh, I, I'm lean, mean, and fighting. I am so excited to cut that out of context and throw it into. <laughs> <the intro>. oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm in trouble for that. (laughs) I am gluten free, dairy free, (laughs) and I just shit four pounds. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, that was episode two of the Hard Pick Mining Show. You can find us next week, next weekend. Uh, Hopefully, this will be up by uh, Sunday or Monday of this week, uh, either after or before that jazz game. So, good luck next week. We'll talk to you.